G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. My biggest song worldwide is a song called He Will Carry You. And it's an older song, but it just seems like everywhere I go, people ask me to sing He Will Carry You. And they've translated that song uh, more than any other song of mine in the different languages. That song, I think uh, I've had more people email me testimonies of you know how God used it in their life. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, someone who's been involved with contemporary Christian music since the 1970s is Scott Wesley Brown. He's sung with all the big names over the years and has sung all over the world. Today, he'll share about his heart for missions and the stories behind some of his classic songs as he has a chat with Eric Scadabo. Scott Wesley Brown is joining us via the telephone from his home in Southern California. I always have a very missions-oriented theme because mm-hmm. that's that's my heart, you know, and I, I believe that God has a heart for the nations. And, you know, I, I always want to try to challenge the church to become involved with the, the Great Commission and what God is doing globally. Um, but by the same token, I also want to, you know, be able to share, uh, you know, a personal salvation message for people um, mm-hmm. that may be at the concerts that don't, you know, know the Lord. And uh, so we, we kind of do a sort of a dual message. It's, it's somewhat evangelistic, but it's also challenging to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You said you went to Malaysia and Singapore, Southeast Asia three times. Yeah, we've been over there many times. I've probably been over there six or seven times to Asia. Um, you know, we've been up to Japan and Taiwan, and we, we lived in Hong Kong for just a few months where we locked in there with some ministries and then been to the Philippines and, um, several other places, but, you know, we, we've been specifically for concerts to Singapore and Malaysia about three times. Mm-hmm. You have a heart for missions. Why is that? Well, one is, I, I mean, I'm biblically convicted. I mean, if you read Scripture, mm-hmm. you know, it, mm-hmm. it, just the whole missions theme permeates Scripture. It, it's just all, almost on every page where God is telling His people that we're, we're a chosen people, uh, that we're a holy nation, a royal priesthood, but we're, we're chosen to be his ambassadors. And, it, you know, First Peter 2.9 says that, that we might declare the praises of him who called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And I think that, you know, no matter, you know, evangelism, just witnessing, uh, sharing the gospel is, is a, a big priority and a big part of the Christian life. And, you know, to me, you know, it's it's just an, such a great adventure. I, you know, it's kind of like when you fall in love for the first time or you're going to get married, you know, you want to tell everybody. And mm-hmm. I think we should feel that way about the Lord as we just want to tell people about the Lord and, and, and what it means to be in relationship with God through His Son, Jesus. And and so, for me, missions is, is very key, uh, but also specifically church planning and discipling the nations is is critical. And I think that Jesus points that out in the Great Commission, that it's you know, that we, we preach the gospel, but we're going to teach them to obey uh, all that he has commanded. Um, and that, that involves discipleship. So 
Um, I work with a lot of mission organizations. I've been to over 50 countries around the world. Most of them I've been there anywhere from a half a dozen to a dozen times. And just the the adventure, the excitement, the joy of of being able to go to different countries and and see God's spirit move and, and see him work. It's just exciting, and to be able to partner with these these uh, various mission organizations and church denominations around the world, uh, it's just a real privilege for my wife and I to do that. Look what God is doing all across the land. See His Spirit moving, feel His mighty hand. Breaking chains of darkness, setting captives free. Look what God is doing through those who do believe. In your travels throughout the world and promoting missions, where are some of the most exciting things happening? Well, you know, it's it's amazing. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Asia, there's some tremendous things happening. Even in China, I mean, there mm-hmm. are you know over thirty thousand people a day are coming to faith in Jesus Christ mm. in China. Wow. In Africa, it's around 20,000 a day. Uh, in Central America, 400 people every hour are coming to, to know Christ. And, um, you know, you, you find this wherever the church has been planted, that, that exciting things are happening. Even we were in Saudi Arabia a few years ago, and God is moving there. And so, you know, God is a missionary God, and His people will come to Him. And, and you know, just to see that globally is exciting. And uh, even Central America, Mexico, Guatemala, every, everywhere we've been, Cuba even, in the midst mm. of communism, the church there is just thriving. Mm-hmm. And um, so it just, it just excites me so much uh, to see that and, and, and to have the privilege of being able to, to be a part of that. And you also have your own ministry called Eye Care Ministries. What is that about? Well, basically, Eye Care is just sort of a, an extension of, of, of my music ministry it, it it what it does is it encourages other christian artists and worship leaders around the world particularly in in third world and also what we would call restricted access countries and what we try to do is we try to provide uh, some musical instruments for them and um, some training and uh, encouragement mainly um, just that uh, when they're having a tough time you know because of certain government rulings or you know or they're being persecuted uh we you know we try to encourage them and, and to help them as much as we can. And I've partnered with several other ministries that have the same heartbeat, you know, to really mm-hmm. raise up uh, faithful Christian artists and, and worship leaders around the world, and to equip them, um, you know, not only encourage them but to literally equip them tangibly with musical instruments. So I work with several other groups that we all do this together. Now, you mentioned that you mix your love for missions with your career as being a recording artist, and that has resulted in several different projects and songs that are about missions. Is that right? Oh, yeah. A lot of my albums are very strongly missions-focused. And one particular song kind of has become a classic, uh, the one entitled, Lord, Don't Send Me to Africa. Can you kind of explain the story (laughs) behind that one? Well, I actually wrote that in Kenya. Is that right? (laughs) Well, because I was thinking of all the silly excuses, particularly that Americans make, you know, of, Lord, please don't send me to Africa. I'll do anything to serve you here, but mm-hmm. I don't want to go over there. And, you know, and I think, you know, people are afraid of various things from strange food to big giant bugs or mm-hmm. getting eaten by a lion. And, um, you know, sometimes we can get real comfortable in the church. And, 
And so this is kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek approach to uh, challenging the church to get off their duff and, mm-hmm. you know, to realize that, uh, that God has commissioned us all to be involved. And that doesn't mean everybody physically goes, because we need people to support those who go and mm-hmm. people to strategize and to mobilize and to, to help pay for it. But, but, you know, I think every Christian should at least go on one short-term mission trip mm-hmm. in his life you know, to, to be able to get out there and just to experience a cross-cultural opportunity of sharing the gospel. And uh, it really broadens your worldview, and it gives you a bigger, greater view of, of God and His work among the nations. Uh, so a lot of my music lends itself to that, and please don't send me to Africa. It's just kind of a comical way of doing that. Oh, Lord, I am your willing servant. You know that I have been for years I'm here in this pew Every Sunday and Wednesday I've stained it with many a tear I've given you years of my service I've always given my best And I've never asked you for anything much So Lord I deserve this request Please don't send me to Africa I don't think I've got what it takes I'm just a man, I'm not a Tarzan Don't like lions, gorillas or snakes I'll serve you here in suburbia In my comfortable middle-class life But please don't send me out into the bush Where the natives are restless at night Now you've been singing that song for probably about 20 years or so. What has the reaction been over the years? Any stories? Well, you know, the reaction's been pretty positive. I've had a lot of missionaries, when they come home on furlough to raise money, they'll use that song to kind of humor the audience or the congregation. I've had groups do skits to it. Uh, you know, I had Campus Crusade for Christ printed t-shirts up with that saying on it, mm-hmm. and did all kinds of skits, and videos have been made about it. There was a musical called Please Don't Send Me to Africa that was put out a number of years ago by Word Records, and so I, I've really seen God use that song. You know, some people misinterpreted it when it first came out, but I think in the long run, the vast majority of people who've heard it have kind of had a chuckle, and they've really sensed that the focus of the song is really not to tell people not to go to Africa, but it's to tell people, hey, wherever you might be afraid to go, just like Jonah was afraid to go to Nineveh, you know, we need to go because God's calling us. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with contemporary Christian recording artist Scott Wesley Brown, who's sharing about his heart for missions and the stories behind some of his songs. We'll have more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. 
Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're back with longtime Christian recording artist Scott Wesley Brown sharing about his heart for missions and the stories behind some of his songs. Now, here's more of his chat with Eric Scatterbo. Now, looking back over your recording career, what is a song that's really special to your heart that you would think more people should know about and it has a positive message that you'd like people to hear? Well, I would say probably my biggest song worldwide is a song called He Will Carry You. And it's an older song. Um, There's a lot of my new songs I'd, I'd love for people to hear, but it just seems like everywhere I go, people ask me to sing He Will Carry You. And they've translated that song uh, more than any other song of mine into different languages. And it's always fun sometimes to hear people sing it in their native language. And uh, that song, I think, uh, I've had more people email me testimonies of, you know, how God used it in their life. And, you know, that's the exciting thing for me because, Mm -hmm. you know, you write a song and you record it and... 20 years later, you still get emails or letters of people saying, hey, God used that song to touch my life. And, and uh, it's just, it's a real privilege that, you know, God would, would take something that, that I would do or any of us would do, and he uses it for his glory. And I, to me, it blows me away that God would, you know, something that I would do, God mm-hmm. would just take it and he would use it. And it, it, it just, it still just is mind-boggling to me. But I'm thankful that, you know, God has given me that gift and, and I would encourage Christians, whatever your gift is, just use it for God's glory and let them take it. And you'll never know. Years down the road, you'll never know. Even if it's just a kind word to somebody or praying for somebody, um, how God can use those little moments and those little times of encouragement. If he carry the weight of the world upon his And you are still recording. You have a new album out. Can you tell us about that? Well, I finally did it. Uh, it took me about 23 albums to get around to it. I did a hymns album, hmm. and I'm really excited about it. I partnered with a, a, an old friend of mine from a Christian rock group called Whiteheart. His name is Billy Smiley. Mm-hmm. And um, Billy has got, had a long musical history, wrote a lot of the hits for Sandy Patty back when he was with Bill Gaither, mm-hmm. and then went on to form the rock group Whiteheart. And now Billy's uh, been on a church staff for a number of years and we got together as worship pastors and started talking about ways we could maybe make the hymns a little bit more musically uh in touch with today and uh so we've been rewriting a lot of the uh the hymns and adding choruses and making them a little bit more guitar friendly for a lot of the worship teams that don't have the big organ and the piano and the orchestra Mm-hmm. And we've been having a ball doing it. We've gotten about 15 different worship leaders together, and uh, we've arranged close to 200 hymns. And so I recorded about 
12, 14 of them on this album, and uh, it's called The Old Made New. Come, Christians, join to sing. Alleluia, Amen. Loud praise to Christ our King. Alleluia, Amen. Let all with heart and voice before His throne rejoice. Praise is His gracious choice. Speaking with Scott Wesley Brown, he's been a recording artist for over three decades. And before we let you go, Scott, is there anything we haven't covered? Well, I'd just like to extend uh, my encouragement to to all of you listening and uh, remind you that uh, God loves you, and that is so profound. And if you just can always remind yourself of that every morning, that you're walking by His grace and in His mercy, and that He cares for you, you know, I preach the gospel to myself every day, hmm. uh, and whatever struggle you're going through, that he is still on the throne, that he's Lord of all, he's sovereign, and uh, so I, I hope that might encourage them, and if they hear one of my songs, I hope that encourages them, they can uh, pray for me, if they want to know where I'm at in the world, they can always 
uh, check out the website at scottwesleybrown.com. And uh, if they want to write, I like to write people. Excellent. That's www.scottwesleybrown.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. God bless. Let us hear the call as his ambassadors. Think that God makes his appeal through us. Across we carry the bridge to life. Our hearts surrender to the cause of Christ. Into the well, let us go with boldness. Into the well, as a holy people. Into That's the song Into the World by longtime Christian recording artist Scott Wesley Brown, and it certainly reflects his heart for taking the good news of Jesus Christ into all of the world. Another one of his songs that I really love is his classic I Wish You Jesus. The lyrics go like this, I could wish you joy and peace to last a whole life long. I could wish you sunshine or a cheerful little song. Or wish you all the happiness that this life could bring, but I wish you Jesus more than anything. Beautiful words from a beautiful song. For more information about Scott and his music, his website is scottwesleybrown.com. That's scottwesleybrown.com. Well, thanks for joining us for our chat with Scott and hearing the stories behind some of his songs. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. One week before I went on this trip, I was doing my groceries and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, you'll meet your life partner there. When I met him, after talking to him for a while, something in me said, this is the person. And I remember when I met him, it felt as if I always knew him. Joy Basamatari was born in Singapore And as a young adult, she took a missions trip to India. Little did she know that she would meet her future husband there and that they would go on to be the directors of a Bible college together. We'll hear Joy's story next time. The story. story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.